This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green. Hi, this is Tim, and I'm here with Abby. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here with Tim. Welcome to episode 196 of our podcast, where we review the trends and issues in instructional design, educational technology, and learning sciences that we observed as we flipped resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks. In this episode, like we normally do, we have four trends that we observed and we will discuss, along with a recommended reading that goes with each of the four trends. We end the episode by peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. So Abby, start us off by talking about our four trends and sharing our recommended readings. Thank you, Tim. Yes, we have four trends that we saw, and actually pretty much everything fell into these four topics. Right. Uh, everything that we flipped over. Occasionally we have things that sort of are just sort of one-offs, but everything kind of fell into to, to these four big categories. The first category that we saw, and we saw this was really by far yeah, the overwhelming. most number of articles. Overwhelming. Digital citizenship and safety took the spotlight in the past two weeks. Things like getting better definitions for good and bad screen time. What does it mean to be engaged in good or bad screen time for, for kids in particular? Uh, Facebook and Instagram warning kids if they consume too much sensitive content. It's actually Instagram doing the warning here, but they're, but Facebook is the owner of Instagram and they're doing some heavy damage control or at least trying to do some heavy damage control, which um, doesn't come off in the media very well. It's there really has been uh, just a, 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 a bad situation o- overall. But a lot of the stuff that's coming out, a lot of the reporting that's coming out and the, the reports on the research suggest that uh, that overuse of Instagram is really bad for young people. Um, so there's that. And we saw a lot of articles about it using now, this was a one-off, but it was an interesting kind of issue of, of citizenship, and it became a bit of a debate. Um, using iOS 15's live text to copy class notes. So apparently what happened was um, a student in a large lecture used his iPhone to, and I'm using pronouns randomly, to, um, uh, to copy uh, the class notes of another person's notes that was, was on her laptop. And so now she had, using the, the live text, she now had a good set of class notes just by snapping a picture. Well, some people are decrying, you know, the end of civilization for this because of this dastardly deed. And then, and I'm really going by the far ends of the spectrum here. There's a lot more in the middle than, than there are at the far ends. But some people are saying it's a dastardly deed and other people are saying the kid should get an A for ingenuity. And, you know, where's the, where's the harm in borrowing somebody's notes well it goes back and forth but it is certainly an interesting citizenship yeah. issue and, and we'll let you decide where you fall on that we spectrum. really honestly yeah it's it's just part of a very interesting discussion right, about both ends of these things also there were uh di- digital citizenship resources put out there in various articles and releases that said here are some good resources for teaching digital citizenship our recommended read in this area is Teachers Come After TikTok and Facebook Over Devious Licks by Jack Morse from Asheville. And as always, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing anyone's name, any of the author's names. 
Um, this is an interesting read just because it's been such an interesting topic. I, it, kind of a sad topic, I got to say. <laughs> For me personally, like having been a school teacher for yeah. a long time, the, the very fact that like people would be using TikTok to challenge each other to do harmful things in school is is awkward to say the least. I mean, it's just uh, just kind of rough. Yeah, it's not good. So, it's not good. <laughs> not and so all. rough that the National Education Association, the USNEA, um, which is a huge teachers union, is speaking out against this. Uh, these dangerous practices by by writing directly to the CEOs of Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And for those who may not be involved with the NEA, the, you know, one may think, oh, well, it's, you know, it's the teachers union. They are a very large, very well organized and very articulate union that has swayed a lot more than these situations in their history. So the, if, if you can only read one thing about digital citizenship and safety this week, read this article uh, about teachers coming after TikTok and Facebook. Yeah, it's 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 a very interesting read, um, especially if you've been a K-12 teacher and even yeah. really anyone in general, just to think of right. these things that are getting promoted. It's it is it's not good. Right, right. So number two, our next trend is teaching and instructional design. Interestingly, we didn't see a lot about teaching online. Which is odd because it normally is a, a, a large part of that when we do teaching and instructional design. That's right. No, and often it's its own separate yeah, subject area. Correct. But what we saw was more about teaching in general and instructional design in general. So we saw, we saw a very interesting article about the uh, increasing popularity of micro schools, uh, which were defined within the article as small schools attended by local students in smaller groups generally um, a wide range of age ranges uh, and grades together being with a facilitator or, or facilitators uh, who are helping them with their coursework, which, again, the snarky part of me says, isn't this the little red schoolhouse from the past, you know, just prior to sort of our industrial revolution use of Lancastrian grades and things like that. And, and, and it's actually pronounced Lancasterian. And the fact that I know that always makes me very super proud of myself. <laughs> I don't think you're being snarky. I think it's just a, it's just a reflection on, on, on like past history and where we've been and where we're, but it's, we are now. And, it's, and there's, no, there's no harm in something circling back right. and becoming more useful yeah. now in the, in the current situation. But it is an interesting, the, just the way it was described just sounded to me right. like... Like I could hear the music from Little House on the Prairie with, that I watched as a kid, <laughs> like where they were where they were involved in a school that looked yeah. just like this. Yeah. Um, okay, so the other thing we saw were strategies for increasing reading comprehension, uh, strategies for using SWOT analyses, um, uh, using word clouds. Again, a lot of different things about strategies for some general. Uh, uh, these are all strategies that most of us are familiar with in some way or another, but they're good. They were good articles about them, but they were kind of useful in any setting, not necessarily online or face to face. Now, our recommended read in this area. Again, I'm a little overly excited, a little overly excited about how much I enjoyed this personal read. I think you did, too. Yeah, I enjoyed um, The Damaging Myth of the Natural Teacher by Beth McMurtry for the Chronicle of Higher Education. It's always been kind of one of my sort of pet ob observations is that, 
you have to learn how to be a teacher. It's not, you, you don't just like have the innate ability for it. You, some people may be better at it than others through, for various reasons, but you can learn to be a better teacher. And so uh, this, is a, this is a really good read on the subject. And for those of us who work with teachers and other instructors, this is a great way to kind of understand where some of them are coming from. Um, number three, hardware and software. Uh, just a few hardware, I mean, excuse me, just a few softwares. We had a lot about hardware, mm -hmm. but the one about software that I love the most, and you and I were joking about this mm -hmm. uh, earlier and joking in a very positive way. We think this is a good article. Who was the real Mavis Beacon of Mavis, Mavis Beacon teaches typing? And for many of our listeners, I, I'm assuming that they're like us. They learned how to type or they got better at typing or they taught using this typing software. Uh, teaching other people how to type um, using Mavis Speaking Teaches Typing, which is very, very popular late 80s and the 90s. There was no Mavis Speaking. Apparently, the, 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 the dirty little secret is that Mavis Speaking was kind of a made-up name and a model posed for the, the cover photo for the, for the software, but that model was not a person named Mavis Speaking and was not a typing teacher. I don't know why this make, is, has me so in a tizzy, but there you go. We also saw um, some interesting software news about EdTech and AI. And the, the article basically said uh, that uh, your next instructional experience online may actually be um, facilitated by artificial intelligence. It's, it's a bit far out there for me personally, but it is an interesting thing to think about. We also saw ISTE working on a database for EdTech to facilitate purchase decisions. Kind of, and we've talked about this before. There's another group that was doing this as well about a year ago, I think we, we reported in. But they're working to create a database uh, that has, I think, descriptions of the product and customer reviews. It's kind of like a very targeted version of consumer reports. Um, but I think, Tim, you and I would agree that it is very necessary within our field, it'd be a great thing to have available. Right, great resource for sure. Yeah. So we also saw previews and reviews for Acer's new Chromebooks, Apple's new MacBooks, and Google's new Pixels. Uh, we saw a lot of announcements and reviews and reveals these past two weeks, um, and which makes sense. We had predicted this because this is, we see this happen pretty much every year, right around this time, because this is when people start making their purchasing decisions for the holidays in a lot of ways. Um, so uh, we also saw a very interesting Minute Earth on YouTube, sort of a series of very quick, very small animated shorts about science topics that were... Um, I went back. I I was curious. I went and logged in and looked around, and I thought they were they're very nice. They're they're obviously done fairly quickly, but they're done pretty well, and they they are very popular right now for teaching science concepts. Our recommended read in this area is sort of big, broad brushstrokes of this. The recommended read for hardware and software. These are the top ten tech trends that will shape the coming decade according to McKinsey by Sean Fleming for World Economic Forum. So again, you can guess by the fact that it's for the World Economic Forum that this is gonna be a pretty broad uh, overview of uh, technical 
trends, technology trends that will shape the next 10 years. It's a really interesting set of um, very well researched and educated decisions on the topics, you know, the sort of predictions, but they're predictions based on a lot of expertise. Um, and we invite all of you who are readers, if you, again, if you only can read one article on hardware and software from the past two weeks, this is the one to look at. Uh, number four, reflections on remote teaching and learning during the pandemic. And this was very much um, not so much uh, how to's or suggestions for or strategies for, but very much reflections on what went well, what was problematic, uh, who benefit, who gained and who lost from the situation. So we saw student opinions on uh, pandemic schooling. We saw a number of uh, tools for teaching in a pandemic classroom, kind of an after after the thought, uh, you know, the, these are the things that worked, these are the things that, that uh, didn't work. Our recommended read in this area though, I'm not gonna say it's controversial, it's not terribly controversial, but it is, uh, uh, it, it's critical of one particular ed company. Um, this virtual classroom company made millions during the pandemic while students languished by Carolyn O'Donovan for BuzzFeed News. And the company that they're talking about is a company called Edgenuity. They're actually referring to Edgenuity's relationship with the Tuscaloosa County School System, which purchased Edgenuity to help uh, students uh, learn remotely. And um, Tim, you and I were talking earlier. You are more plugged into K-12 than I am. And you said you have heard of this and other. I have. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a very, very popular program. I mean, from what I know, uh, I've, I've never used it, but mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, meant to help students work through online courses more in an independent sort of manner with uh, tutoring available. That's what but the, they, they and offer. The, the article suggests that the the independent part worked pretty well. The tutoring was a massive problem. Right. That they that they, it's sort of a, a good idea poorly executed. Yeah, which is a good way of putting it. <laughs> so, so it's a good, it's a very good case study to right. read up on and to see what happens when ed tech kind of doesn't work the way it should, and. Uh, probably the sort of thing that that those of us who are involved in instructional technology will be talking about for quite a while. So Tim, those are our four recommended readings from our four trending topics. Okay, now let's turn our attention to peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll see in the upcoming two weeks. Uh, we, Abby and I talk about this before we go on air. Yeah. Uh, Hardware and software is uh, one of the trends. Right. There's some interesting things, though, not just hardware and software in general, but we have some kind of nuances with it. Some of the things that we we believe we'll see more reviews, right? Yeah, we're gonna see. We're probably gonna see a few more reviews. We've seen the big the big reviews, right? You know, we've seen in the past month or so, we've seen Microsoft, Apple, Google. Um, Acer just recently revealed its new line, but we'll probably see more reviews and previews. We'll see a lot of reviews of what was announced. Right. You know, right. once people start getting their hands on the tools, we're going to see some reviews. Yeah, because we've had a lot of lot of reveals in the last lot few of weeks. Yeah, but we're also you and I, Tim, uh, anticipate that we're going to see a lot more about the lack of hardware availability. Right. 
both because of the chip crisis, you know, the chip yeah. mm-hmm. um, shortage that we're hitting, and because of the distribution yep. uh, short, you know, the 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 way, um, well, the the general concern that things won't be available for holiday shopping, I think is going to hit. Right. Which, uh, speaking of the holidays, it's not going to be good, right? It, right. That's good. This yeah. is a this, this is, is a, a good challenge. time. Yeah, and this is yeah. a time that we see a lot of talk about holidays. Yes. Uh, the right. hardware and software available. Absolutely. So we, we're going to see that. We're also going to see more about citizenship yeah. and safety. Oh, wow. This is this is not something that that uh, this is. A, I mean, again, I'm imposing my personal view on this, but this is something that needs to be discussed. Right. Um, but that we're going to see more articles about these things. Both people are 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 starting to really make statements and some like the NEA making a big statement like this, it's not going to be the only one we see. Right. That's we're, we're making that guess, but that's what we expect to see from our, and now again, it's the crystal ball. So you don't know, it's a, it's a prediction, but based on our experience with this, we think this is what, what will happen next. We should see more about online teaching and learning as well. I think uh, we just, I think it was just a little bit of a blip that we yeah. didn't see much about it at all this past two weeks. Right. Well, those are our predictions for the trends we believe we'll see in the upcoming two weeks. Um, I think that's it, right, Abby? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. That's it for this episode. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 196. We, le- we appreciate our podcast subscribers and those who have left us ratings and reviews. We also appreciate our followers and viewers of our Flipboard magazine. Our, you can visit our website at trendsandissues.com to find the recommended readings that we discuss in this episode and also listen to past episodes. Our next episode will air on November 8th. This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University, Fullerton. Copyright Abby Brown and Tim Green.